Hi, John. How are you this week? Good, Elliot. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Um, so I thought it would be good for us to talk about uh, the fact that January is uh, National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Um, the uh, FBI is uh, certainly, uh, along with many, many others, uh, is working really hard to get the word out. Uh, more eyes are better. And I just uh, wanted to get your, I mean, I, I know you've been involved in uh, working to help um, some of the human trafficking, anti-human trafficking organizations get some visibility and um, just wanted to chat about that for a few minutes. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the FBI, Homeland Security, a, a number of other agencies, like you mentioned, obviously have been active and at the state level, which is great. Um, the thing that drove uh, our community uh, to, to make this a more proactive space were Bankers, you know, really, and we've talked about this before at the local, very local levels of their institution, sort of pushing from the bottom up, if you will, and saying to senior management, hey, there's things we can be doing here. And over the course of time, and I was fortunate uh, when I was at ACAMS to work with a number of banks, we got really smart people uh, that were doing analysis, connected with really smart people in the government. And as, as we've talked about before, they've come up with a series of, you know, typologies and red flag indicators and all of that. So, you know, sadly, we have to make this month something. To, it's not a commemoration, of course. It's to remind us how important it is to be. To, uh, this is a partnership. And, uh, you know, I think this is just yet another example. And, you know, you, you, you alluded to it. One of the other groups that we've worked with, and there are more than one, obviously, is Polaris. And, uh, you know, they've done a number of things in the financial space in addition to everything else they cover. So just just the amount of people that are working on this issue, because they have to, is really important. But I think this is, like you say, a good time to remind people to do what you can in this space to deal with these horrific acts against humanity. Yeah, I, it, rather than, you know, a call to action in the traditional sense, I think this is a call to renewed or continued action. Um, and there's, uh, you know, there, uh, for those uh, of our listeners who also tuned into uh, our uh, uh, December uh, webinar, they heard a lot about, um, you know, uh, topologies and how to detect these kinds of uh, this kind of activity. Um and uh, but I think, uh, you know, every anything that we as an as a AML community uh, can be doing to keep our eyes and ears open and inform others, educate customers, make sure our frontline folks are watching uh, for uh, signs of people who are being uh, coerced in, uh, you know, in a number of ways, possibly even in the lobbies of the organization of the banks. Uh, or or uh, other institutions, I think is really important. Um, I'd also, uh, I'd ask our listeners, you know, if your organization or you personally um, uh, are active on social media, this is a great cause to, you know, put out to your circle of uh, readers and watchers uh, so that we can get the word out uh, even more widely. Because um, if we can get all those circles uh, to uh, increase their awareness, we can, uh, over time, make a difference. Right. And, and as you mentioned, we've done programming on this. And I know that um, uh, Polaris has referenced um, the work that, uh, you know, FinCEN has done in providing advisories 
in this area. So that that's been pretty important to, to recognize. And one of the things that I remember our colleague, Sarah Crow mentioning when we interviewed her is that during the pandemic, uh, there was actually a, a spike in these activities for, for a whole host of reasons. So even, even more important, it's always an, an issue, but even more important to recognize uh, that when other out, you know, and other pressures occur, unfortunately, there are more and more victims and the, and the financial sector can, can do so much. So you're right, jump on social media, make people aware of these things. And as we pick up new insights, offer them to one another so that we can file re those reports and, and we can do our best to, you know, report, investi you know, report investigative information, but hopefully detect and prevent this, these, these activities. Absolutely. And, and you and I'll continue to uh, talk about this and to write and uh, about it and to find uh, valuable sources to interview. So uh, people should continue to look to AML Right Source as one of many sources for useful information. Yeah, just a, just a quick, uh, I know we're, we're, done, we're out of time, but just a quick thing as we are recording this, the House has voted to impeach President Trump a second time on a bipartisan vote. Obviously, it now goes to the Senate. This is an historic time. And referencing that, um, I'm going to sit down and do a podcast with our colleague, Dennis Lormel, sometime next week and talk about the recent activities that precipitated the reason for the impeachment uh, in terms of domestic terrorism and what we can be doing as, uh, you know, part of the community that deals with the financial footprint. So just to, to mention that is something to be looking forward, looking ahead to, we will, we will get to them, get to those issues in the next couple of weeks. But once again, go to the Polaris website. We have a lot of good things on our website on anti-trafficking. The UN's done some great work, FATF, FinCEN. There's a lot of good information out there. And so do what you can in your communities and, and elsewhere. Sounds great. I will talk to you next week, John. All right, take care of yourself. Be safe. You too. Bye-bye.